Hello, it's great to be with you on this Thursday as we look into Deuteronomy chapter 9 together. Living life, it's a great thing, life is, and sometimes we're challenged. I got to tell you, uh, I have two children. Uh, I have a, a boy and a girl, and the boy is the firstborn, and the uh, girl is the secondborn. And it, it's always a struggle at times. Uh, whenever we're talking about family things, because my daughter, the second born, feels that we in some way have favored our son, that he is the fair-haired child, that he gets everything. Now, I don't know what you know the birth order thing has to do with, but in some ways, um, we love our kids the same. But in her eyes and in her mind and her judgment of things, uh, she feels like there's that she gets the the, the leftovers. Um, in some ways, I think uh, the struggle that people have is always wanting to be able to get the best out of something, to to be able to acquire what what's good out of something, and that's why at Christmas time, you know, the whole idea of. Uh, uh, Santa's making his list, he's checking it twice, seeing who's naughty and nice, and the whole thing of wanting to live up to or, or please so that we can receive something more than we normally would have. Well, um, today I, I, I'm going to look at just a little bit about myself here in this Deuteronomy 9. Uh, how, how do I fit into this? And I pray that the Holy Spirit, as we look into this section, uh, God will reveal to you some areas of what does it truly mean, for by grace are ye saved. Let's look to his word today. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Hear, Israel, you are now about to cross the Jordan to go in and dispossess nations greater and stronger than you, with large cities that have walls up to the sky. The people are strong and tall, Anakites. You know about them and have heard it say, Who can stand up against the Anakites? But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them, he will subdue them before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly as the Lord has promised you. After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, the Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it is on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. It is not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you are going in to take possession of their land, but on account of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out before you to accomplish what he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand, then, 
that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are a stiff-necked people. Remember this, and never forget how you arose the anger of the Lord your God in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until you arrived here, you have been rebellious against the Lord. At Horeb, you arose the Lord's wrath so that he was angry enough to destroy you. Here we are in chapter 9 of Deuteronomy. We're going to see, um, this is 40 years of history is before us here. Uh, because it says here, Hear, O Israel, you are now about to cross the Jordan to go in to dispossess nations greater and stronger than you with large cities that have walls up to the sky. Well, this is a new generation. This is a new group of people because they were here one time earlier. You remember the story of the spies who went in and Joshua and Caleb were the two that said, oh, we can do it. But the other 10 said, oh, no, we, we are too frail. We are too weak. They're, they're too strong. They're mighty. They're taller. They're bigger. Their strength is too great. And they turned and did not do what God asked them to do. But now they're back. We're back here on the shores of the Jordan River, and they're ready to go in and occupy the land. And it says in verse 3 here, But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you. And in, in ways, when we face issues, when we struggle with uh, challenges, uh, we may feel overwhelmed that... Uh, we can't do it, that we're not big enough or strong enough. Uh, the, the passage in John who says, uh, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, that I don't have to have any fear about challenges I might find in my daily life, even with, with health issues or with business issues or family issues, all, all of those things. I love the promise that the Israelites received. It says, the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you. I wonder in your life today, as you think about what you're facing, what is it that God is going to do ahead of you? You don't know the person that you may be thinking you're going to have a, a bit of a hard time talking to. You don't know what God has done in their life today. God is going to go ahead of us because when it's all said and done, it's going to be things that are in his will. God's going to accomplish it. No matter what we do or think or say, God will want to work forward in what he wanted to accomplish. Now this goes on here and it talks about um, he will destroy them. He will subdue them. Then down in verse 4, After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my, my, because of my righteousness. No. There's the warning to recognize that uh, it's not that I'm any better than, or I'm, I'm more pleasing to God, or I am nicer than anyone else. But that 
passage out of Ephesians 2. It is for by grace that you've been saved through faith, uh, faith alone. It's not about how pleasing we are. And this is the events of a nation who once they were given a promised land, decided to reject God and say, no, we're not going to do what you say. We're not going to go in and take the land. They were grumblers. They were discontent. They wandered in the wilderness, bemoaning the fact that they weren't back in slavery. God had delivered them, but no, that wasn't good enough. And the kind of people with no gratitude for God's gifts to them. They, they were displeased with it always. And so the warning comes to them. Don't think when you get into the, you, the next generation, the new group, as you get into that promised land, don't think it's about because you were such nice people or you're such righteous, good, perfect people. It goes on here in verse 6. It says, Understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess. And then I love the next line. For you are a stiff-necked people. The characteristics that their parents had shown when they wouldn't go into that promised land when told, they 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 rebelled. They, they were stiff-necked and wouldn't yield to God. These people who a generation later would go in, who would trust God, but they still are a stiff-necked people. I wonder if God has provided for you as he provides for me. Do, be, do I become stiff-necked? Do I somehow try to push God away? Do I reject his leading, thinking that I'm such a good person? I pray not. My pastor a few weeks ago talked about how we need to have a, a, a right perspective not only on the circumstances around us, but a right perspective of God and who we are in relationship to God. And this passage in Deuteronomy 9 truly calls the children of Israel to understand it's not about how good they are, how righteous they are, that God has chosen them, because ultimately they are a stiff-necked people. And I want to encourage you also today to have a right perspective, understanding that God loves you in spite of who you are, in spite of what you have done. God pours out his grace and mercy upon you. And then it's not about how I am better than or more lovable than the other person and realize that we should never look down on another in fact, we should try and grasp hold of another and bring them to understand who God is and how he loves them. Pray with me. Father God, today, 
We thank you that you are our God and it is in your strength and it's in your righteousness that we stand and live our lives. Lord, um, Lord, I am a feeble and wretched man. But Lord, in you, in your grace, you give to me strength that is of Jesus Christ. And as I follow you, I become more and more committed to being like Christ. And your Holy Spirit works in my life. And I pray for all who hear today this passage in Deuteronomy. They surrender and follow you more closely. For a single soul, reaching a world, stepping in closer.